Welcome back, everybody, to the Nostalgic Jukebox Podcast, Episode 3. We're going to go to the 80s, somewhere in there. Oh, yeah, mid-80s. Yeah, I'll give you that. It, it, it was a good time for me. That was my heyday. Yeah, we definitely got a couple favorites of ours that bring back some fun memories. Most of these are from memories of my dad, because this is considered to be his his yacht rock of the day is what he would drive to school or drive me to school listening to. Um, and I hated every minute of it. I'll disregard the the dad term or, or yeah, this, this is my heyday. This is my high school or late junior high, high school days and fond memories for myself. But yet, yes, my dad was also a big fan of a couple of these songs we're going to be talking about today. What we got going on right now? Very iconic. Oh, personal fave. Yeah, Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer, which, geez, talk about a very iconic song. If you think about the early days of of MTV, this I think this has to be one of those songs that you got to remember from you know from VH1 like pop up music videos and the was it claymation and stop motion animation that was used on this? Oh yeah, it was it was great video. I'm sure everyone's seen it for for the youngins out there who've never heard of the song or have never seen the video. Do yourself a favor and check it out. But yeah, this this synonymous with the song the video one nine MTV awards back in its heyday and it won the most awards ever by video. So as, as most people don't know that so this was came out in 1986. So I was five <laughs> when this song came out. Uh, so definitely when I was going to school later on uh, in like middle school, high school, this is obviously had been out for uh, seven or eight years. And definitely my dad, shout out to dad. You like to listen to the same stuff over and over. So he still listens to some of this stuff now. And so, yeah, it's very easy to understand that even though it was 10 years old, he was still rocking it like it just came out. And so <laughs> definitely was playing in the car while we were driving to school. Uh, quite often. But yeah, number one on the Billboard Top 100 charts in the United States, number four in the UK. Um, music video just crushed it because it was way different than everybody else's using a ton of different like animation techniques, types. right? Yeah, and the different techniques, um, you know, because some of the same techniques that were used by the talking heads. And then he also used it for like big time later on. Yeah, it was, um, what was that? It was, his, it was his lead single off his fifth album. Uh, so Again, one of the best videos ever. I mean, on a bunch of lists, it's in the top five, no doubt. Um, I just like it because it's it's got a funky kind of poppy dance, even a little rock in there with a little blue-eyed sold boot. Uh, it's just, yeah, uh, it's it, it's got everything for me. And uh, then you throw in those lyrics too. And um, yeah, when I was 15, when I first heard this, didn't really make too much sense about the lyrics, but as I got older and I started karaokeing it and read the lyrics, I was like, oh, all right. I get what he's talking about here. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely one of the ones that Vince is comfortable karaoke singing. He's done it. I have not. This song is, I just, there's, I can't even wrap my brain around it. I'm just not really in the like Peter Gabriel mindset to to sing. I don't think I have, I don't think I could ever get there. But it's definitely probably one of the ones that Vince is probably the only one that I've ever heard sing 
any Peter Gabriel song? Oh, come on now. We, we, we've heard In Your Eyes before. Not not done well, but... Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I blocked that out because I don't remember that. <laughs> so it must have been fantastic, and I just, just moved on from that. In Your Eyes, which is another song that I thought would have been a number one hit for him. But um, surprisingly, this was his only number one U.S. hit. I was surprised to find that out doing a little research. Uh, but fun fact, Sledgehammer knocked out Invisible Touch by Genesis, which was his former band, knocked it out of the number one spot in 86. And um, Invisible Touch was Genesis's only number one hit in the U.S. also. So, you know, fun fact. Yeah, I, I like it's it. fun them battling battling the top of the charts, you know, the the old band member versus the old band and stuff. So Yeah, and at the time I don't think they were on talking terms or they they were, you know, a little pissy at each other at the time. I think they're good now with one another, but back then things were a little sketchy. <laughs> I would I would hope so. But also there's a, a dance remix to Sledgehammer, which yeah. you know, if you want to not be happy, you should listen to the dance remix. <laughs> you know, it's an eighty-six dance remake so they didn't put a techno beat to it all they did was make it 10 minutes long and stretched out some of the instrumentals yeah 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 I, old school dance remixes is way different than today's the, the the skill level that they have and all the technology to make all the beats and the vocal tracks and all that stuff is just way better so yeah <laughs> you can listen to it do good you know hit it up on on spotify but don't don't uh don't be impressed yeah and, and just going back to the lyrics um again know a song until you've tried to sing it and you actually read the lyrics and you know sledgehammer steam trains big dippers bumper cars he even mentions fruit cages a couple times let me get in your fruit cage yeah I mean, it's it's homage to a lot of the 60s soul that he grew up with, uh, which inspired him to be a musician to begin with, um, I read. So, I mean, wonderful song. I, it's just, it, it never gets old for me. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, with that and, you know, with Genesis, I mean, even the same time period of having Genesis, Phil Collins and uh, Peter Gabriel all at the same time is, you know, obviously a very good music era during the the late you know the mid to late 80s going into the 90s they were just really pumping out some good jams yeah and i um I, I also just a side note uh harry styles of uh one direction fame i'm sure a lot of people know his name he did a great rendition of this on the howard stern show a while back if you haven't seen that it's on youtube um yeah he he did a great job with it so just just watch that uh, the other day yeah everybody's i mean it's nostalgic for sure so people pulling obviously pulling out the old stuff uh and trying to remake them but uh all right so you ready to ready to move on and and check out what we got now let's do it another classic yeah paul <laughs> simon you can call me al if, yeah, the intro to that, and even throughout the whole thing, the horn section, like just the beginning of that song when the horns come on, it's very iconic and, you know, kind of very similar to how we talked about Garth Brooks's uh, Friends in Low Places. Like when the first instrumental hits, you just instantly know what song it is. And that's kind of how Paul Simons is. And again, another one that came out mid-1986, and I was five. Um, but this one, again, still 
was being played uh, by my dad on on the way to school, <laughs> and didn't again, and I didn't appreciate these songs until far into college. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really a fan of it when I was oh, younger. Well, yeah, you know, they weren't cool to a. How old did you say you were? Five. Five, yeah. I was 15, so I, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I never let on in school that I thought it was cool because then I'd probably get made fun of. But I digress. Uh, this, this was uh, his lead single off um, his seventh album, Graceland. And it initially didn't do too well when it was uh, released. Um, but after the album took home the Grammy for best album of the year, it had a resurgence and uh, made its way all the way up to number 23. Which is yeah, good. it's interesting that he released Graceland after this one. So Graceland, the cover track to that album, wasn't the first single. You know, You Can Call Me Out was the first single. Um, and then, you know, obviously the music video iconic with Chevy Chase is in it. So a lot of people, when they saw the music video, People thought Chevy Chase was Paul Simon. It was pretty funny. People, nobody knew who actually wrote the song because Paul Simon's kind of in it, but it's really Chevy Chase is the main star of the um, of the music video, and he's playing instruments and stuff. So it was just a really fun, you know, fun video that shows like just how you can have two guys in a room with some instruments, and that's a music video compared to Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer that had all these animations, all these you know, tricks, tricks to kind of yeah. get through and, and using symbology and everything to get, make it. And Paul and Chevy just yeah. pretty much hamming it up. I, I, I love the video too, because it just kind of reminds me of, I'm going to date myself here, but like of some, you know, old school comedy duos, kind of like Laurel and Hardy or Abbott and Costello, hell, Lenny and Squiggy, you know, the legends. And for the youngins listening, Google them. You won't be sorry. It, yeah. Just lip syncing to the song, playing different instruments and, just having a good old time and, you know, and, and the height difference between the two in the video is significant. Uh, I think there's like a foot and a couple inches between the two. Yeah. So. Yeah. Chevy Chase is actually very tall and uh, Paul Simon is not <laughs> tall at all by any means. Yeah. Vertically challenged. Vertically, She's challenged, vertically challenged. But it, it made for a great video and, and great visuals on the video. Yeah, so I guess You Can Call Me Out became Paul Simon's, one of his biggest solo hits, reaching top five in seven countries. So it started off slow, gained momentum, and it's a great song. I mean, just with the instrumentals and with the horn section and everything was The horn was section and the flutes. I, I, I did a lot of research on this and some of the instruments he used. Apparently, um, this was the lead single off of Graceland, and he wrote the album after he did some soul searching in South Africa and he came back and wrote this, this whole album. And there's, there's a lot of musical instruments he uses that you really never heard of or heard from before on his album. It's, it's a great album, but yeah, he just used a lot of different cultures, uh, experiences with them for inspiration on writing the album. Yeah. I don't, let's see. So I've, I've sang this song a handful of times and yes. it's, it's fun. I, you know, I don't do well, because it's oh you do fine <laughs> it's yeah, it's not necessarily my cup of tea for singing it um but it's just definitely a fun song that you can kind of sing with a smile on your face and um if people are, are in that genre they've they've obviously heard the song and they'll sing with you um it's a long song it's four minutes and 40 seconds so it definitely gets 
there, you know, towards, you know, I think the happy medium is somewhere in the two minutes to three minutes section for karaoke songs. Get in and, and get out. Anything yeah. more than that, people start losing interest, especially even the singer, like in Call Me Out, there's a so many verses. And then the, the chorus comes in a couple different times. And, you know, at the end of it, you know, three minutes into it, you're kind of just ready just to, to go home. And so, um, but it's definitely a very fun song. Uh, easy to kind of read the lyrics and get through it. It's a lot of the lyrics are very different from, I think what I envisioned when I was listening to the song, you know, with my dad, you know, you kind of just hear it and you just remember it, it or, or, and then you, when you read it, you're like, Oh, I didn't really, that, that, is that what he said? So it's kind of fun afterwards to read the lyrics and, and kind of get a different understanding, but I still just say what I think he was saying instead of trying to correct myself. Cause it's more fun. Well, now hearing it, at at our at our ages let's just put it that way um i mean it's, it's a song about a midlife crisis i mean if you listen to the lyrics he's asking himself questions and you know how did i get here and you know who's my role model now it's just yeah it's it's it, it's a good song but i mean when you do read the lyrics you're like oh he's just talking about himself and going through a going through something in his life and uh, by the end of the song he's kind of figured out what he's going to do or you know which path I guess he's going to travel down. Yeah, it's um, a personal like autobiographical just journey he was going on, which, you know, it's his journey to South Africa, which inspired the whole album. So right, right. it was just, you know, he definitely had, you know, moments where he had the interpersonal retrospective and, you know, he made a fantastic album, looked at Graceland as an album in general, there's tons of great songs on there. And uh, yeah, 86, again, 86 with Sledgehammer, with Genesis, you know, <laughs> just, uh, everybody was just fighting. I mean, you're talking, these are, you know, award-winning songs that span the charts for many, many, many years. And they all came out relatively close to each other, which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Genesis a little bit, just a, a little side note, you know, uh, I, I I wasn't too familiar at the time that um, Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel were actually on Genesis at the same time. For some reason, I thought Phil Collins replaced them, but they were actually on the band together. And uh, Genesis has some great karaoke songs too. I mean, I, I, that's all. I can't dance. Land of Confusion, great hard rock version by Disturbed, is on my fave list. And um, again, Invisible Touch is a great song, and that was their only U.S. number one hit, which still kind of blows my mind for uh, Genesis. Yeah, I think singing Paul Simon, Genesis, or Peter Gabriel is a certain demographic or audience type that is going to be in that audience yes that does not go over well in, in the younger crowd because they look at you like you're crazy because they have no idea what that song is well that's why karaoke you just got to read the crowd sometimes and yes. sometimes you score and sometimes you, you take a hit but uh yeah i've been wanting to try some actual phil collins songs too but i get a little worried with his solo stuff because um you know, I don't want to train wreck some of his classics like uh, Against All Odds and his slower stuff. Um, oh, Jesus, Against All Odds. One yeah. More Night, Two Hearts. They're all a little slow. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're like mood songs. They're late, you know, they're very sad songs, you know. They are. In the air tonight, like, you know. Well, it, yeah, in the air tonight. I mean, you can get people going with that one, but, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm still a big fan of, of, of all of his music, but just, For sure. yeah, karaoke and just still not there yet. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't know that the you can call me out. There's the the saxophones are are synthesized. They're not real saxophones. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, but they add like they when they remastered it, they added real saxophones in there, but also all like the horns and stuff. That's all synthesized. Oh, synthesizers were big back in the '80s, man. They were they were using those for everything. And apparently, the 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 bass solo was is mm-hmm. played forward and then played backwards in the song for part of the song. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff. You you know, you do a deep dive into some of this some of these songs and you find out some some cool stuff. Yeah. All right. What do you think about this song? I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. The classic, right said Fred, I'm too sexy. Our one hit wonder for the week. Yeah, one hit wonder for the week. Well, for us anyway. Yeah, geez. Yeah, this <laughs> this one, what this one's, I think, I don't think I've, I've seen this one a few times. And I don't think I've ever really thought about singing it that much until a, one a few day. Times, a few times. Let's just, a few times. A lot. It's definitely not my, it's not my go-to, but it's a fun song and that has a dance beat to it and uh i think if you have a deep voice you can do it justice yes and you have the voice for it and i you have you have hit on the majority of times when you have done this song there's only been maybe a a couple times where it hasn't really gone over well but the crowd loves this song yeah because a lot of people remember this song because it you know came out in 1989 Oh no, it came eighty nine. It was a hit in ninety one. I mean, it was like their number one hit in like seventy countries. It basically just did number one everywhere, and it was such a fun song. But a lot of people remember the dance. You know, the dance rift of it is great. The whole vibe of the song is just ridiculous. You know, it's and the music video is you know this bald guy. When you see the guy, yeah, <laughs> you just you see him and you're going like, I'm like that guy's not too sexy about anything. Like that is just a basic guy, but he's wearing you know that with a fishnet shirt walking down the street. He's trying to be that like macho bodybuilder hey, type type guy. They were working that sexy vibe in that whole video, so you know, <laughs> give it to him, man, because they were working it. Yeah, but definitely a very fun song. Um, which I didn't know that they basically have like over 100 million plays on Spotify and they have writing credits with Twi- Taylor Swift, um, Look at What You Made Me Do, and uh, Sophie Tucker's Bat Shit. So, um, and their songs have been over. So, they're like, I guess, a one hit wonder in the, in the sense that mainstream wise, but they have done a lot of stuff afterwards and they've had tons of albums. Um, they just haven't really had as big of a success as uh, I'm Too Sexy. Right. That was their big hit. And it's been played numerous times on TV shows, in movies. I mean, they, I mean, these are one of the hits that, that uh, artists, you know, they at least want to have one of these because this is going to set them up for life pretty much <laughs> with, um, you know, the, the, the song just, like I said, in movies and cartoons and you know, I, I think I've heard this, you know, done in, in Family Guy. I've heard this song done in countless, countless um, uh, movies and TV shows. Yeah, so they borrowed the rift from a, a Jimi Hendrix song, Third Stone from the Sun, which is very interesting. I did not know that. And if you play this song for karaoke, it's two minutes and 50 seconds. So it's right in that, that sweet spot of you get in, you get out. But this one definitely once everybody realizes what song it is and then the dance kick you know because it's fun to kind of you kick it in with just vocals and it's really fun because it's like deep vocals 
and then the the beat kicks in and then most people will realize it and will start you know like a catwalk or they'll start a strut um which is always pretty fun yeah the lyrics you can't help but to to, to sing along and laugh to because i mean then you know for those who remember the video you kind of remember what they're doing while they're singing it and yeah it's 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 a fun song yeah, I've been provoked to do this song in a karaoke place <laughs> in Hawaii uh, shirtless. And that added to the fun. So, yeah, if you want to spice it up a little bit, I think shirts are optional for this song for and sure. And that's a story for a different <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, that's another story. Um, but, yeah, anyway, we hope you liked uh, everything we talked about. It was a fun episode. We talked about Sledgehammer, Peter Gabriel, and You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon. And I'm Too Sexy, which is a little one-hit wonder by Right Said Fred. And we're doing a little Genesis in there, too. So, you know, Phil Collins and, you know, some of our fans. Yeah. And then we'll catch us next week, every Monday. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, new episodes every Monday. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube. Hit all the likes, hit all the buttons, hit all the follows. Do all the things you need to do. And we'll see you next week.